Welcome to the Best Coach Ever podcast. I'm your host, Lynette Marie, an online business mentor and social media expert to online coaches and totally obsessed with helping women win in life and business. After spending over seven years in the online fitness coaching industry and scaling my own fitness coaching business to multiple six figures, I fell in love with something new, helping women build their own businesses online. And to date, I've helped hundreds of women scale their own online coaching businesses to massive success. Each week in this podcast, I'll be sharing how you can be the best coach ever, which isn't just about being a good coach to your clients, by the way. It's about knowing how to run your business like the successful CEO you aspire to be. It's also about learning to run a business in a way that gives you the best life ever and your clients the best results ever. And lastly, it's about being the best, happiest version of yourself that you can be inside and out. Also in the best coach ever podcast, I'll be sharing the business strategies, mindset hacks, and life lessons I've learned in my own entrepreneurial journey and sharing interviews with industry leaders with expert advice in leveling up your health mindset and business. So if you're ready to be the best coach ever and learn to build the life and business of your dreams, come dive into the best coach ever podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Best Coach Ever podcast and to today's episode where you might get a slightly toned down version of Lynette. I know typically when you listen to this podcast, I'm like practically screeching into my microphone. (laughs) I know. Um, But for starters, I am not wearing the blanket dome today because I simply cannot. I simply cannot sit and sweat underneath a blanket dome I'm on my uh, computer right now and over my body. If you are new to the podcast, (laughs) you guys know what the Blanket Dome is if you're not new to the podcast. But if you're new to the podcast, I record my podcast episodes typically under like a thick blanket that I drape over my computer and over myself and over my microphone because it gives me better acoustics because I record my podcast episodes just in my office where there's like not great acoustics. However, I just don't have it in me today, man. I don't have it in me to sit under a uh, blanket and sweat. So there's that. Also shout out to my copywriter, Jessica, who's going to be like, there you are talking about that freaking podcast blanket again. I know. I know this is my brand. This is who I am. I am nothing if not the girl who (laughs) records podcasts under a podcast blanket. Um, So sorry if the sound is not amazing today, but uh, hopefully it won't be that bad because I'm not going to be like screeching into my computer as usual because I'm recovering from COVID which holy smokes, um, I don't think I've had COVID since the very, the very beginning of COVID. Like we had it in 2020 when it like first launched. Um, and then I don't think we've had it since because at most times that we've gotten sick, I always want to test. Cause I just want to know like, okay, do I have it? Like, am I super contagious? Do I need to like quarantine? Um, uh, and we've never tested positive. Um, and I just thought we were lucky or like our, you know, whatever, uh, our immune system was working for us. And then, after Thanksgiving, I got COVID. And I think Matt did too. We never tested for him because we ran out of tests and like we ordered some, but they just never came in. But we both just stayed home and quarantined. But I got to tell you, this is kicking my butt, dude. I started feeling sick um, about 10 days ago. I am still not feeling great. Like I am just tired. Um, I'm tired. I'm coughing. Yeah. Promise this won't be an episode where I'm just complaining about how COVID is kicking my butt. I was just like so shocked. I can't believe how badly it is kicking my butt. And still 10 days later, I just tried to work out today for like the first time. Well, it wasn't the first time. I tried to work out last week and it absolutely was not going to happen. And I tried working out today because I was like, well, I've been getting a lot of sleep and like 
I'm like eating healthy things and like, you know, I feel like I'm starting to come out of this a little bit. When I tell you I, I lasted through two exercises and my body was like, sit down. (laughs) So that's where we are today. But I wanted to record a podcast episode because I must or we're going to run out of episodes for the week. But honestly, this is something that I am going to be starting to talk about with my uh, clients, especially my wellness CEO mastermind clients, which are my clients who are in my program, the wellness CEO mastermind. That was the most redundant sentence ever. But my wellness CEO mastermind clients are my clients who are working to scale to like, uh, they're like established online coaches. They're working to scale to like 10, 15, 20K months. And so when you get to the point where you're scaling from like three to five K months into 5, 10, 15 K months, or honestly, even before, like even if you're kind of newer in business or you're just making a little bit of money right now, this is still such a good and helpful practice, what I'm going to talk to you about today. And that is sales planning. Oh my God, how long have I been recording this episode and I still have not said what the topic is about? Whatever, that's what the title is for. We're talking about sales planning today. Um, So I'm curious who here, I mean, I can't, it's not like you guys can raise your hands and tell me, but I'm curious anyone who's listening who has heard of sales planning before or has done sales planning in your business. uh, Because I find that most of the people that I interact with, like most of my clients that I talk to in like my mastermind or even people who DM me and I can tell like this is an issue that they need to, like this is something they need to start doing. Most people have just like not done this in their business. Um, And it's really, I think, something that every business owner should be doing basically from the start of their business, but especially if they're at a place where they're wanting to really scale their business out or they have like multiple offers, wanting to create multiple offers. So long story short, we're going to talk about sales planning today. So what is sales planning? Well, it's essentially planning out your sales, right? Or really more so planning out what you're going to sell and when. That's how I really do sales planning. So, you know, I'll do like, I'm going to do a workshop with my mastermind clients this month where we're actually going to go through their 2024 calendar and say, and just look at every month and ask ourselves like, okay, what do we want to sell each month in our business? Um, Like, when do we want to launch certain things? When do we want to offer certain things? When do we want to work on different projects? And we just map that out for all of 2024. Now, you know, I don't anticipate that what you map out today for all of 2024 is like 100% verbatim how things are going to go. You know, for me, I mapped out my 2024 sales plan a month or two ago, and I've already made changes to it. But it it just gives you so much guidance and direction in your business when you know what you're going to be selling and when. And like you have a plan for it rather than just, I'm showing up on social media today and I guess I will talk about my coaching. Or like I'm showing up on social media today and I guess I will make a post about this, right? If you have no real direction on like where the business is heading, what you're trying to grow towards or sell, then it can be really hard to even stay motivated in business or even know like what should I be posting and when. Because that's another thing that sales planning helps you do is it helps you really figure out um, in what ways to kind of slant your content, so to speak, right? So like, for example, let's say that in January, you decide at the end of the month, you want to do like a one-on-one coaching launch or like open enrollment for your one-on-one coaching. So if we're going to do that at end of January, it might be wise to then maybe do like a freebie in the middle of January or early January, right? Like, just to kind of generate some leads and, um, you know, kind of see if some new leads self-identify in your audience by like reaching out for your freebie, right? But this is stuff we should be deciding now, right? We don't want to like wake up January 18th and be like, oh crap, like I think I should do a one-on-one coaching launch or like, oh man, like all my clients 
are like starting to fall off. I need new clients. Um, I guess I'll just launch one-on-one coaching next week, right? With like no planning, no like thought, forethought ahead of time, no, you know, doing anything to generate leads like a freebie or a masterclass or something, right? And that's also why I see a lot of people's launches or open enrollment periods flop or fail because they just like they didn't build a runway for it. They didn't have, um, you know, any good plans of like how they were going to generate leads before a launch or anything like that. So sales planning just helps you really optimize what you're selling and optimize like your lead generation and just really fit in everything that you want to fit in to the year as well as having it guide your content, right? Because again, for example, if you know, okay, end of January, I wanna be selling my one-on-one coaching, that means like middle to beginning of January, I'm gonna be releasing a freebie, cool. So then like, I know between like now and then, I wanna really be creating content that's kind of warming up my audience for wanting to work with me. So like maybe I'm not doing so many calls to actions to actually have them come work with me now, but I'm like warming them up, a lot of nurturing, a lot of like talking to my audience and all of that stuff, as well as, you know, knowing, okay, early January, my content is gonna be based around this freebie and like, you know, getting people enticed to buy that or not buy this freebie, but like opt into this freebie, right? As well as knowing that at end of January, we want to go into a launch. Cool. Well, now we know our content's then going to shift towards um, like heavy sales and, you know, launch content, that kind of a thing. Well, and then let's say maybe you decide in March, you want to release a group coaching offer. Okay. Well, if we know that we want to do that in March, that that means that probably sometime in December or January, we're going to start working on that program, right? We're going to start building it out. Uh, we're going to start doing what we need to do to like develop that offer out as well as knowing, okay, if we want to launch this program, let's say middle of March, then the four to six weeks before that, we need to start building a runway for that in our business. We need to start talking about this group offer. We need to start making content for the ideal client of this group offer, right? So sales planning like this and really just mapping out what you're going to sell or promote when throughout the year helps you really just get ahead of the things that you want to do, right? Like make sure you actually launch things on time, that you give yourself ample time to kind of work on different projects. Um, Make sure that you're not like pushing too many sales events together or going, you know, three months without any sales events, because that's another thing where you can like wake up one day in April and be like, oh my God, like, where are all my clients? I don't have any new clients. I, I like all of my income has dropped so low, but it's because you didn't, you didn't map that out ahead of time to realize that like, 50% of your client contracts were all ending in April, which means that there should have been a sales event in March or April to like, uh, you know, kind of reintroduce more clients into your business, right? But you don't know that if you're not planning out your year ahead of time, uh, figuring out when do your current client contracts end and then making decisions about like when you'll host launches based on that information, as well as based on even like your own personal schedule. Like maybe, you know, you're going on a huge vacation in April. Awesome. Well, then like maybe we need to figure out what we're going to do in March and May to like maybe supplement extra income if we're not going to be doing a lot of sales generation um, or lead generation in April because we're like going to be on vacation or something, right? Or maybe if we know that um, July is a really tough month for us because we do a lot of travel or like kids are home from school and so it's really hard to do any launches or, you know, for example, knowing that July is a really tough time for sales, like it's like statistically the hardest month of the year to sell in most industries. Well then, okay, maybe we want to make sure then that we have some sales events um, in June and perhaps August, something to make sure that our income will be padded throughout July without us freaking out on like July 17th and being like, oh my God, I have no money this month. 
and I don't know, I, I guess I'll host a launch, right? It's going to s- prevent you from doing all those like weird, panicky, last minute business owner things that usually don't go well for us, right? And then we become so reactive in our business that we're always just like waking up and it's like, okay, what's what do I need to do today? Do I have any clients? Oh my gosh, I just realized four of my clients are dropping next week. I need to go find new clients. Like planning ahead um, and really knowing like, okay, when do all of my client contracts end? When am I going to need to like bring on more clients? Like how many clients should I be aiming to gain in January? How many should I be aiming to gain in February? And also how am I going to gain those clients, right? Am I going to do a private coaching launch in January and also in February? Maybe not. Maybe I don't want to do two identical launches back to back. So what are some other ways that I can generate clients maybe behind the scenes or just like kind of on Instagram without doing a formal launch in February? And then what do I want to do in March? Do I want to create another offer? Do I want to do maybe a full scale launch? Do I want to do a coaching giveaway and have like a a strategy around that, right? Long story short, it's just going to benefit you so much if you map out month by month what you would like to do in your business. So if you're going to do this really quickly, how I kind of lead my clients through this is I say, pull up like a Google Doc. I know maybe some of you are like pen and paper people. I resent you so much. I just want you to know that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know I was a pen and paper person for so long. I get it. I just now just know the ease of like being able to like, you know, move stuff around really quickly on like a Google Doc. But it's okay if you want to pull out your pen and paper. Love you. God bless you. You know, peace, love, happiness. Live, laugh, and love on your notebook. Uh, But for the rest of us, pull up a Google Doc (laughs) or a, a Microsoft Word Doc, whatever. And at the top of that doc, I want you to list all of your current paid offers as well as any paid offers you are considering doing next year, right? So for me, all of my current paid offers are Social Media with Impact, which is my Instagram course, um, my Fitness Coaching Business Accelerator, which is my you know four-month coaching program for new and aspiring coaches. I have my Wellness CEO Mastermind, which is my six-month mastermind for established coaches looking to scale to six figures. And then I have uh, private one-on-one coaching, right? Those are my four offers that I can sell throughout next year. I also want to offer probably maybe two or three micro offers next year, which is going to be like one-time short-term offers. Um, I did a couple this past year. I did Launch Your Group Offer Academy, which was like a three-week offer where I taught people how to build a group program. I did the one-on-one coaching blueprint, a three-week offer where I taught people how to build a one-on-one coaching program. I love doing events like that. Those are really fun for me. So I know I definitely want to do two or three of those next year. Those are not created yet though, but I want to get them on my list as like things that I may potentially sell because I want to be able to fit them in somewhere next year, right? Because you can also just say, I'm going to make a group program. I'm going to make a group program. But if you don't actually have that on a calendar somewhere, again, you can wake up in, in September and be like, oh man, like I never made that this year. Like I kept saying I wanted to and it just, it never made it to a calendar. So it didn't happen, right? And if it's not on paper, If it's not in a Google Doc, it's not going to happen, right? So first things first, list out all of your current paid offers and any offer you may potentially want to make next year. Now, if you're like, I really only have one-on-one coaching and I don't know if I want to make an offer outside of that, that's totally fine. Just write one-on-one coaching then. Next, write any free offers or freebies or free masterclasses, free challenges, anything like that that you are considering hosting next year, right? 
So like maybe you want to do um, like one week long free challenge. Maybe another time you want to do like a seven day trial of your fitness app. Maybe another time you would like to do a one off masterclass and two other times you would like to do like just like a free resource, right? Like a free workbook or a free, some sort of freebie, right? So list that all out. If those are all the free things you would like to make next year, I'll say this, that was kind of a, a large list. I would probably say closer to like four to five free things throughout the year is like more than adequate. Uh, That's what I would probably say. But we want to get a clear picture of all the free things you think you may want to offer next year. And then once we've got that list, uh, I would start mapping out what you're going to sell or promote when. So I would take your like biggest offer, your most um, lucrative offer, the offer that makes you the most money, probably your one-on-one coaching. And first things first, I would plug in probably three to four launches or sales events of that offer. Honestly, it could be up to six, somewhere between like three to six. It depends on how often you need new clients, how long your contracts are, right? Like if your contracts are typically three months, you'll probably need to sell more often versus if your contracts are six months, you'll not need to sell as often. But, you know, let's say we plug in like a launch event, um, you know, end of January, end of March, middle of June, and then September, and then we do something for Black Friday for November, right? So we plug those in and we're like, cool, those are the dates that I'm gonna sell, you know, but also when deciding those dates, I would also maybe take a look at your current client roster and see like, does that make sense? Like, you know, let's say you plugged in a launch for middle of March, but like half of your client roster drops off by like February, then it's like, okay, well maybe I wanna move that March one up a little bit or maybe not because if you have a January, you know, launch, you could fill your seats that are going to be disappearing in February or like the clients who are going to leave in February, right? But you you don't know this until you look at it and just map it out. Now, I know this is not um, naturally, um, not everyone's naturally good at this kind of planning, but I promise you the more you start to do it, the more the more easy it becomes. And even if you do like a really crappy version of this right now, just kind of keeping this pulled up, like I pull up my sales plan like twice a week minimum just to like see like what's on there. What did I say I was going to do this month? which to be honest, I have a whole team. So like, there's no way in hell that my sales plan could just not happen because I mean, my sales team right now is working on stuff that's going to happen in February. And, you know, because I, I tell them my sales plan, but like, you could be doing that too. You could be working right now on stuff that's going to happen in January or February. Um, but yeah, just having the sales plan helps keep you accountable to that. And it gives you direction and it, yeah, it keeps you accountable. No more just like chilling, max and relaxing, all cool, doing nothing to only wake up in January and be like, I have no clients or like all my clients contracts ended and I don't have any people anywhere. Well, like that sounds like a problem for like past this past November for us to figure out what we were going to do in January. Right. Although it's not too late. You can literally decide right now that you're going to host a launch in three or four weeks and you just start working towards that. Right. Building kind of a runway. I've talked about that before in my podcast of like starting to prepare your audience that like something is coming. You're going to be, you know, opening seats in your one on one coaching offer. Get excited. Yay. Um, You know, that kind of a thing. But yeah, I highly recommend that you build out a sales plan and it's something that you refer to often to really keep you on track um, and and just know what you're selling and when to also keep accountable to like how you're going to make money next year, right? I think at the beginning of our businesses, it's really easy to just kind of show up on Instagram or Facebook or wherever we're selling with like a hope, a prayer and fingers crossed. Like, well, I'm just going to keep posting content and hope that people want to work with me, which is like, okay, like I think that's a good place to start, but 
the more you get into business, the more we really want to be just so intentional about showing up um, and selling and um, doing sales type events like um, master classes or full scale launches or things of that nature. So I really encourage you to spend some time this December mapping out your 2024. And if that feels really overwhelming, start maybe with Q1. Like, what do you want to do for January, February, and March, right? What do you want to sell? And also know that you can change your mind, right? Like I've changed my mind about a couple of things in January, like two or three times now. I've changed my mind about something I want to do in March or April a couple of times now. That's okay. But as long as like I have my ideas on paper, it's still like I'm heading in the right direction and I know what I'm doing and I have plans for like how and where I'm going to make money next year so that I know where my income is coming from, right? And that's kind of the final piece of this is, you know, we're plugging in these launches and we're also maybe creating some sales goals around them, right? Like maybe, okay, January launch, I want to sign on five new fitness clients. The March launch, I want to sign on seven new fitness clients, um, you know, And then maybe even in February, maybe you say, well, I'm not going to have a launch, but I still want to find two new people to work with. Like I want to sell behind the scenes or like just follow up with leads and I want to sell people, right? I do this every month. I have sales goals of like what I want to sell and as well as like where these people are coming from, right? Because it's one thing to just throw numbers in the air. Like I want to get 30 people, but like where are those numbers coming from, right? And it's easier to have a base of knowledge of even like, realistic sales goals to set the longer you're in business. Because like, if you've never sold to your audience before, who knows, you could get 30 people or you could get one. It's just so hard to say without just starting to sell and kind of getting a little bit of a gauge of like, okay, like I think this is about how many active leads I have right now. I think if I push, I could probably get two to three people or four to five people or eight to 10 people, right? That's not really something I can 100% say for you. There are kind of like metrics and numbers. You could say that uh, between one to 5% of any audience you currently have, or maybe five to 7% of any audience you currently have is even like available or a quality lead for you and your offer. And then like one to 3% of your audience total is ever likely to convert when you're doing a launch. So you could, you know, run numbers like that. Like if you have an audience size of like a thousand people, um, but which to be fair, it's like how many of those 1000 people are actually seeing your content? Cause it's really more like one to 3% of who is seeing your content is likely to convert. But then, you know, that even gives you other things to add to your sales plan. Like maybe you have some goals around your Instagram followers or your email list, right? Like I have a goal of almost, uh, almost doubling my email list next year. Not quite. I think it's actually more like, I want to increase it. I think by like 30 or 40%, which is still significant, but like, that's a goal for me. But then also I had to ask, okay, Lynette, how are you going to do that? Like, how are we going to make that happen? Because that's a beautiful goal, but like simply existing and having that goal exist in the air is not how it's going to happen. Like, how are you going to get those new people onto your email list? Like, are we going to create a new funnel that we run ads to? Are we going to create some new freebies that we're floating on Instagram? Are we going to collab with some other people to get you in front of new audiences to get those people on your, right? Like that's the stuff that we have to plan for. And that's part of being a business owner and really operating as a CEO is when you are making plans like this and, and you know, utilizing the knowledge you have about sales and marketing um, to kind of help you set these goals um, and plan out launches and things of that nature, which this is why I do this with my wellness CEO mastermind clients. And it's actually a training on how to do this is the last module in um, my FCBA program. So even if you're an FCBA gal and you're listening to this right now and you're like, hey, I want to learn that 
go to module eight, babe, or maybe it's module seven. Um, one of the modules in FCBA actually teaches you how to do this process for yourself. Because again, I know it can be kind of overwhelming to do it on your own. Um, but yeah, if you've not set up a 2024 sales plan or at least a sales plan for the first like three to six months of next year, knowing that it's totally fine if you change it later, I would definitely go make one because I think it's going to really help you feel a lot more settled and feel excited about next year, knowing that you have some goals to work towards and that you kind of know what you're going to be selling and when. Um, I think it's going to provide you also with just a lot of comfort of like, okay, like I'm hosting two launches in Q1 next year. Like that's going to be a big sales event. Like launches tend to generate like leads and interest. Like it's just kind of a comforting feeling to know that like I'm, I'm committing to doing these things for my business that generate leads and or income. Um, yeah. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. I hope my voice doesn't sound too sick. I honestly feel like I'm kind of floating through time and space over here. So forgive me if I sound super sick. I'm trying my best. And I hope that this was helpful for you guys. And I am so excited to be with you in the podcast coming into 2024. And uh, yeah, just, you know, busting it out in 2024, reaching our goals, reaching our dreams and having a good time doing it. So thanks so much for hanging out. And I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Best Coach Ever podcast. If you love today's episode, do me a favor and share a screenshot of this episode on Instagram story and tag me, or go ahead and leave a five-star review for my podcast on iTunes. Both help me out so much in getting my podcast out to new people. Thanks again for hanging out with me today, you guys, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Best Coach Ever podcast.